following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Dorian DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Already the Democrats have thrown the banana peel right in front of Bernie Sanders, right at the starting gate. They're not even waiting. They actually like threw the banana peel on the whole process. It's like null and void. Null and void. Null and void. This caucus. Okay, so um, good evening, everyone. Uh, It is Tuesday, New York City. I am sick. I got a bad cold. So She's got a frog in her throat. I have a really bad sore throat, and I have a cold. So... But I really wanted to do this show because I was exasperated last night, even though I started to not feel well. I'm, I'm like, how could we not have results for a caucus? They do 20, this all the time. Four hours later, and they're still at 60%. 62% we have in. And, and Pete Buttigieg has announced from the butt cave, <laughs> where they serve wine, by the oh, way. Oh, that's funny. Okay, that he's the winner. Well, he did that last night. So let me just sort of... 62% in, and he thinks he's the winner. So let me let you know, like, how I watch uh, this kind of political stuff, okay? So when I watch even the State of the Union, which is actually tonight, or if I watch uh, caucuses or anything that has to do, like, the impeachment, I usually watch a little C-SPAN, okay? So I might watch it on C-SPAN. I watched a little bit of this, the caucus is on C-SPAN. Then I watched a little bit of the mainstream media. And then I go to my go-to people on YouTube to see what they're doing. So last night, I did the same. So I was watching Young Turks and said, let's see what's going on with them. Because all of a sudden, the mainstream media had no results. Nothing. Which is insane. And I'm just going to tell you why it's so insane. I work the polls, I've told you guys this, in New York City for 11 years now. And I am literally coming home. I am literally leaving the polling place. And they're already starting to give results out about races that are won or maybe percentage points for like candidates, whether at local, national, whatever. I'm not even in my house yet, and I don't live very far from the polling place. And I'm the one who has to pick her up, by the way. Oh, (laughs) stop. So, whatever. It's very late at night, and there's nowhere to park. So, anyway, so that's how quickly things get reported. Why? Because we do things by computer. And even when we didn't do it by computer, even before we had the scanners and all the things we have now, the poll pads and all this other nonsense, we had these big metal machines and people would get on their phone. Wow. And they would call it in. And then, of course, the police officer, that's how it's done here in New York City, brings all the documentation that backs up that vote to the Board of Elections. It's literally delivered by a police officer. So that's the way we used to do it. And we did it that way for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, we have to have technology involved. Okay, so that's where they got into trouble. But it made no sense last night that they had nothing to share with us. And that's when I started to get suspicious because I was like, why don't they have anything to share with us? It's not normal, whether you're calling it in, right, the old fashioned way, or whether you have some kind of technology that's helping you do this job. So then I turn on the Young Turks and lo and behold, there they are and they have 
They have percentage points. Because it's a way to keep you locked in. They need ratings, the no, audience. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with the ratings this time around. It's much more nefarious than that. CNN? They no, don't care about ratings? No, they do care about ratings, and they know people are watching anyway, but they were all doing it because they didn't want... Listen, Chris Matthews was having a nervous breakdown over Bernie being president. Chris Matthews is a lush. Well, I, I don't want to go into Chris Matthews right now, but my point is, is that their mission that they work for their corporate masters like Comcast is to keep everything exactly the way it is because it feathers their nest. They are happy with the tax cuts, could care less that kids are caged and they're missing on the border. They don't care if robots are coming to take your jobs. They don't care if you have health insurance because they got all, theirs. They all got theirs. the things I talked about to my wife when we used to watch the Kevin Spacey mini uh limited series the house of cards they go behind the scenes and i'd say to my wife they never talk about how this stuff is going to affect the american people how they're going to outdo each other how they're going to con the american people into a second or third well, how they're going to steal the, the, the you know step over someone else in public office and you to know get what where the they had sad to go. part of all of this is people Donald Trump has put us through this whole impeachment roller coaster trying to get information on a candidate that last night, after 62%, finished fourth. Yes, he could finish now, worse. Now, in a baseball lineup, fourth is good. You're hitting cleanup. Right. But in an election, it is not good. No, especially when you're the former vice president. So even in the, even again, in his, uh, the opposing party, Donald Trump can't even pick a winner then. Yeah. Well, he was listening to Giuliani, our former mayor. So this whole thing is a disaster. Now, it makes it worse disaster. So they had data. So I'm like, well, why do they have the data and they don't? It all has to do with money, folks. It's all about the money. Um, so I said, well, this is insane. They don't hide it anymore. So then we find out that there is a problem with the app. So they decided after all these years, they had to have a freaking app. And guess who's a shareholder in the app called well, No, Shadow. he's not a shareholder. He helped buy it. He helped finance well, kind it. Of almost. He helped finance Guess who helped finance the app that is called Shadow? Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete himself. Yes. Now, Mayor Pete He is... went into his little piggy bank in the butt cave, <laughs> and he got the money out. I'm sure Where the money a... came from a donor. Oh, yeah, really? Exactly. Where does a mayor of South Bend, Indiana get that kind of bread? Well, I'm going to tell you why he is where he is today in a little while. So, Shadow is a company owned by, and I don't remember the guy's name because I really don't care what his name is, to be honest, by a guy who a year ago said, I am putting my flag, you know, in the ground for Pete Buttigieg. So, Pete is his candidate. Then he creates an app sells it to not only Iowa, to, but to Nevada for their caucuses. And Pete says, hey, I'll chip in for that. So that might be so, round two of the, uh, the uh, problem. Well, it's going to happen again. That's not round two. I don't think Nevada says they're not going to be using the app. I don't know. So, and also, not only was the app not working right, but when people went to call it in, because there was a lot of, I heard, older voters, like older precinct people, I work with a lot of older people uh, over the years in the polls, and they don't like change all that much. So they were probably, they said to themselves, ah, we'll just call it in. I'm not using this stupid app and put it on my phone, right? So they wanted to call it in like they had done for 150,000 years before. So when they tried to call in, they would have to wait an hour on hold. 
That's how wonderful the infrastructure is there in the uh, Iowa Democratic Party caucus system. So it looks a little bit strange that Pete chips in to buy this app. His friend owns the company. It's called Shadow 2, bad name. And all of a sudden the app goes crazy. And then at the end of the night, because if you watch the speeches last night. Pete finds himself in the lead. No, he really wasn't in the lead. There were no, that's well, wrong, the Tony. Popular vote. No, no, no. There were no numbers last oh. night. There were zero numbers. You went to bed. There were no, absolutely no numbers on mainstream TV. Zero. Zero, zero, zero for everybody. So uh amy klobuchar went on tv first because i think she heard somebody on msnbc said somebody should go on tv now i think it was brian williams because they were bored because they had nothing to talk about so they and all of a sudden wide load on. no she just decided to come on so she came on and thanked her supporters whatever uh i think warren came next then bernie came and he was wonderful and gracious and lovely and you know we'll wait we're waiting for the results whatever and then uh, I don't know if Biden even came to the microphone. He probably did, but I didn't see it. And then later on, Pete comes on and says he won. Now, there's no data. There's no data on mainstream TV. The data I saw on Young Turks showed Bernie ahead, the, the, the trickle data that they were getting. But there was no data for him to say I'm the winner unless he's fixing it through his friend or unless he just made it up because this is what happened. So this is why. Well, they've been, they've been railing against him. Yes, he has a hashtag liar Pete and all that. He was stupid to do that. So this is why like people say, oh, why Iowa and how come they get to be first? Okay, so listen to why Iowa. The only thing that's important about Iowa is they're first. So now all of a sudden people start paying attention and they want to know, oh, who won in Iowa last night? Even people that, you know, not really into politics. Now, because he said he was the winner, even though there was no data to back that up, people are going to hear that and think he was the winner. You understand what I'm saying? Then later on, they're going to come up with the results, which none of us are going to freaking believe. I'm not going to believe it. Well, whatever it is, even if they see Bernie wins, who knows if it's by how many he really won at? Who knows? We have no idea. So when the winner is determined by the D- DNC and Iowa, I'm sure and Mayor Pete helping and his friend who's supporting him, then when the then the person has no time, whoever's the winner, to say that the opportunity to say I'm the winner and give that speech because the time has passed, it's gone, right? So now we're off to New Hampshire and Pete can fly in there with people thinking in New Hampshire Pete won, but Pete didn't really win because there were no freaking results that night it didn't exist he just made it up like and you're still gonna vote for this guy i can give you a million more reasons not to vote for him okay you know well, the I obvious have little, I have we little, have more but i can give you do you want me to do mine or yours i have a little information but i'm gonna give my wife's voice a rest but i'm just gonna tell you that this contest was a wash yeah no one's gonna believe whatever okay, comes this is out according of to the chicago tribune retired colonel Guy Hollingsworth took a liking to Pete Buttigieg and made him a lead analyst. Money flowed to terrorist cells. He was in Afghanistan with information that would inform combat operations. Now, basically, he was just like a numbers cruncher mm-hmm. on computers. He served as a uh, secure intel officer in the Navy Reserve. He was only in Afghanistan for six months. Yeah, I know. 
That's why he's not a soldier like Tulsi. Okay, he served at the Bagram Air Force Base in Kabul from March 4th of 2014 to September of 2014. And he was what they called an ATFC, Afghanistan Finance Threat, oh, excuse me, Afghanistan Threat Finance Cell. So this guy knows computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was also sort of a spy, wasn't he? He's what they would call a spook. Right. Now, also according to the Chicago Tribune, he did his time. He went to basic training in Great Lakes. Well, let me tell you something from a non-com. Anybody that went to Harvard and joined the Navy does not go to Great Lakes. You go to OCS, you go to Annapolis, Maryland. So maybe they lied about that. Of course they did. Yeah. They're trying to make him the common guy. You know who goes to Great Lakes? Mm-mm. The paint chippers, the potato peelers, the floor Not models. a guy like this. is a Rhodes Scholar. The non-cons He's a Rhodes like Scholar. me and Corporal Klinger and, and uh, <laughs> Radar O'Reilly go. <laughs> when you're an... And they didn't just come along in Great Lakes... And just pluck him out of the barracks and said, we're going to do No, this no, thing. they knew about no. him. He knew he swam in the right fish tank. Okay. Anybody with any college who's going to go become an officer does not go to Great Lakes. Yeah. Well, he went to Harvard. So he is br- brushing shoulders and elbows with other people of wealth and power. Now, this was after he did a three-year stint at McKinsey and Company. Yeah, they're very questionable, and, very, and he won't talk about and that. And he won't talk about what he did there. What kind of work he did. Now, according, now this is according to The Hill. Uh, he wrote a book called The Shortest Way Home, and in the book he said that he did his time behind a sophisticated computer terminal in a secure area. Yeah, so he was like had a high security clearance. Right. He knows where the bodies are buried. Right? Yeah. And there's more. Okay, so he's been on the radar of the elites in the Democratic Party for a long time. So Tony said something to me that's so important. So, so important. Now, everybody's afraid of scary things, right? So if you see, like, um, Michael Myers or Frankenstein or, I don't Freddy, know. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Like, Jaws. They, they look <laughs> scary, right? Monsters, whatever. They're scary. You know they're scary. But when somebody comes to you, smiley face, looks like a nice person, you know, isn't intimidating looking. Yeah, the American public seems to forget about Ted Bundy. You, 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 you have faith that they're not going to do you harm. And they seem like a nice guy, right? A nice fella. So that's the danger of a guy like Pete Buttigieg. Okay, if all I worried about was that he's inexperienced, okay, and he's too much of a corporatist, that would be enough to worry about. But there's much more to worry about because he's been on their radar for such a long time. So this comes from, um, this is an article by Jordan Sheridan, and I think he used to be on the Young Turks, if I'm not wrong. But his, um, I think, I, uh, his uh, website is Status Coup. So this is the article, and I'm going to try my best to get through this with my voice. Pete Buttigieg's 2011 donor show, the Obama establishment was grooming him from the beginning. So this is when he was running for mayor of a tiny, tiny town. Do you know how many people are in South Bend? No. About 102 to 103,000 people. That's insane. You know what's claimed to fame is? Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is right there. That would be it. So he's running, so set the stage. He's running for a small, insignificant position 
in a state that's not a high-profile state, okay, and he's getting all this attention. So listen to this. As President Obama faced an uncertain re-election future in 2011, Democratic establishment set its sights 211 miles away down the Rust Belt. Pete Buttigieg was running for mayor of South Bend, running, climbing up Mount Mediocrity as Obama an, as an Obama-esque figure, a Harvard and Oxford-educated Afghan war veteran and former McKinsey consultant. Buttigieg seemed like the perfect political specimen, a bridge that could attract and connect the professional managerial class and the Democratic Party has hinged its wagons to, while also appearing to the gritty worker bee in the heartland. And based on campaign finance documents, which were deleted, which were deleted by the state of Indiana, and also withheld by Buttigieg's campaign, the corporate Democratic establishment backed Buttigieg in his small city Rust Belt election with all its might. That is a very important paragraph. The Democratic establishment erased that information. They don't want you to know that they gave him all this money in this little teeny beeny race. He never had public office in his life. Honestly, it's bigger than AOC. AOC was not backed by a Democratic establishment. It was the opposite. But she won a congressional seat here. But we have millions of people in New York City. It's kind of a big deal to be representing Queens and parts of the Bronx. This is a little town in Indiana, not even a blue state. Okay, why did they notice him? What made them? They knew about him long ago, right? Who knows? Uh, according to Buttigieg's donor records, first obtained by the Center for Public Integrity and the Young Turks, Buttigieg received 16200 from the Feldman Group. Who the hell are they? It turns out that uh, Feldman, D Diane Feldman, during the 2011 mayoral campaign, she is a Democratic pollster. And she has done polling for Hillary Clinton and President Obama, along with polling for and consulting for DNC, gubernatorial, and congressional candidates. So she's worked for everybody. It's not clear why the name brand pollster was pouring such a significant amount of money into a relatively no-name mayoral campaign in South Bend. She did not return his calls. He called her up. Okay, here's another guy, Anish Raman. He was who, after serving as a CNN reporter, moved over to writing speeches for who? President Obama. He donated $500 to Buttigieg. The two men came from the same elite circles, studying together at Harvard, according to Rahman, because he's tweeted that, oh, we were best buds in school together. I smell eyes wide shut. Uh, there's tweets all over this about how they got to know each other and whatever. Other members of Obama-era Democratic establishment who supported Buttigieg, uh, there's a whole long list. I'm not going to go through all them, but they're all well, big is money. It, is there anybody of note that we know about? No, but there's people that worked for like Ted Kennedy, John Edwards, President Obama, tons of Obama people, Obama people, Obama people. Rahm Emanuel's on this list, like... David Axelrod's on this list. I told you when Obama first ran, there was something fishy about him. Well, I don't really want to... He wanna... came out of nowhere. Well, I'm sure they did the same black, thing with him. Black, half black, big ears, 
funny looking. Where did he come from? I'm a I'm a you I'm a community well, organizer. Well, but right and now, a one-term no, I understand. But right, so now they have a white success. Right, but they're always looking for one. So they're looking for another nice face that isn't scary, that isn't going to scare the electorate. Right, who can do their dirty work? Because apparently he was overseas doing shady stuff. He won't talk about his job at McKinley. It's McKinley, right? McKinsey. McKinsey. He won't. He hasn't talked about like what was the stuff he was doing. It was classified. We'll never know that. Like we're not supposed to know that about what he was doing in Afghanistan in a secured room all the time. He was and like now, Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. And now all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, his a friend of his owns this app and he puts millions of dollars into it. Who gave him those millions? Where those come I know, from? A mayor of South Bend, Indiana. No, it didn't come from him. It's not his money. No, it's not. This this is being supported by the elite establishment. I'm sure you're not going to hear know, this from anyone else. Maybe you'll hear it from maybe a Jimmy Dore. That's about it. You know what the problem is? Because the damn primaries around this country, like here, I have to keep my party affiliation Democrat, which I don't want to do. Now, and they know if that. they would let everybody vote the way they in these primaries. Bernie could run as an independent and fly above this dumb Right, but every state's rules are different. That's the problem. And and they want it like that. They want to limit your choices. It's not like... Bernie could go in, I'm going to vote up. You guys slug it out. Or maybe they... Maybe Angus King wants to run against him as an independent. No, that wouldn't happen. The guy that has animals murdered in their sleep. Sleep, yeah. But, unfortunately... Bernie wouldn't have to deal with this crap all. Unfortunately... That's not the world we live in. So uh, I'm going to keep going with Jordan's article. He was being groomed for a run for the White House by the Democratic Party before he even became mayor, said South Bend activist Jesse Davis, who has long served as the thorn in Mayor Buttigieg's side, told Status Quo. The mayor's position was just a stepping stone, and he was building a resume to run for the White House. On why Buttigieg in particular was the apple of Obama-era D.C. insider's eyes, Davis said Buttigieg's failed run for Indiana State Treasurer put him on the radar of the power elite in D.C. So people started to talk about him. Yeah, but he was a loser. Correct. Fast forward nearly a decade later, three former Obama officials recently endorsed Buttigieg. Former Obama ambassador and, and fundraisers also support him. So this is why Pete did well in Iowa, because the elites, these are the people, because he had a meeting with the Obama people a long time ago. Nobody paid attention to it because it was like, really, Mayor Pete? So he had a meeting with the Obama people, the money people, the organizing people, right? Because that's Obama's guy. Trust me. So, and all these money people have been investing in Pete all this time, right? And he was part of the military industrial shady complex, right? He worked for this corporation, shady. He's the guy that will rob you and you won't even know it's happening because he's not, he's not scary like Trump. So everybody's like, oh, he's normal. He's not a, a lunatic. He speaks intelligently, right? He was in the military, you understand? He just likes Franks and Beans. Oh, you're funny. So that really has nothing to do with anything. I don't even mention that. <laughs> I had to get that in there. But this is a really good article. So when you hear this, okay, and you now you know why he had all the money in Iowa. 
He had a ton of money in Iowa. He did it on purpose. And just to make sure, now this is my conspiracy theory, okay, section, because I have no evidence, but it kind of seems obvious. He chipped in to pay for the thing, the app. His friend owns the company. He supports him, right? All of a sudden, we don't have any data and everything's screwed up. First time ever, okay? Uh, we did early voting in New York City and we actually had no problems. We actually did it. It's amazing. And we have 9 million people live here. They're not 9 million voters, but a lot more than they had in Iowa you know for what, their caucuses. You know, you know what this needs? So it, it's just, it's, this is a null and void. This is, this is, this is a wash. No matter how it comes out, Tony, no one's going to believe the results. I won't believe them. No one's going to believe them. It's bull. So you know what I tell them? You better do it over again. No, actually, they might not allocate their uh, delegates. This happened um, in two states, I forget which ones, where they didn't follow rules in some of the counties, and they didn't award the delegates to anybody. They didn't get them. No delegates for them. They, you know what I mean? Like, they just washed them out. This should be a wash. They didn't check this. They didn't test it. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? You know That's what this insane. election needs now? You know the way Trump had Stormy Daniels? Buttigieg needs a guy named Brock Wilhelm. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop, Tony. Focus. So, I spent a wild weekend with Mayor Pete. Oh, my God. All over the National Enquirer. My name is Brock Wilhelm. So it's just insanity. That, you know, we go around the world and we talk about we're bringing democracy places. Really? Yeah. We can't even vote. We have problems in 2000, right? We have problems all the time people are online. People get purged from voting rolls that aren't supposed to. And they say, my bad, and nobody gets fired. This is going on all the time. It's happening right now. So I really think that they said, you know what? We got to do something because Bernie can't come out the winner. We have to do something. And that was their game. It sounds like it, doesn't it? I just read to you all these people that they have been molding this guy, what, since he came out? Like, since he, not came out, like, since he was born? Like, he was a baby, and they're like, okay, he's going to be You know what, it's like, remember guy? when we were kids, we played with Silly Putty? It's so strange. It's like they cracked him out of an egg, and he was like that blob of, of dough that we, the Silly Putty we used to play with. He owes everyone. Okay, he owes everyone and he's been doing stuff that he's not proud of because he won't talk about it. So when they ask him, cut Social Security. Yeah, why not? We have to. Medicare. Sure. Global warming. He'll forget about it as soon as he walks into the Oval Office. He's not going to care. But the worst thing that happened was that, she, that he stole the election from the people in Iowa and from all of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, whatever they did with that app, and I'm sorry, I'm going with nefarious. I'm not going with, they're incompetent, the DMC, it was a mistake, whatever. I'm not going with any of that. I'm going with, it was done to liberty, and there's a, an agenda. Because now when I put all these pieces together, I'm sorry, there's a case here to be made. So, and it's not like they haven't tried to screw Bernie before. Like, we know that already. So I think it should be a wash. Very disappointing. And you know who the winner was of Iowa? There were two winners. One winner was Trump because he gets to say, look at the Democrats. They're cheating again. Blah, blah, blah. They're treating Bernie bad again. And meanwhile, they can't even like, have I said, like I said, he puts his presidency at risk to get dirt. On a guy that would never guy, beat him. On a doddering old fool. That's, well, that came in fourth. It's a guy that wasn't going to beat him. 
It's not a doddering old fool. Let's not be disrespectful to Joe Biden. Whatever. We don't agree with him. We don't agree with him. He's not a good campaigner. He walks up to people, and when they disagree with him, like that's why I call and him. And he tells them, "Vote for someone else." That's they why did. I call him a and guess what? They did. That's why I call him a doddering old fool because he's very disrespectful to the voters. Not yeah. because of his age. Yeah, he says vote for someone else, and apparently challenging people to push up contests. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe that's why they didn't caucus for him. Maybe. Oh, boy. He had very few. Like, every precinct they went to, it was, like, sad. There were very few Biden people. I mean, obviously, they didn't show us 1,600 or how many they had. But any ones they showed us, the big ones, he had very few people. He wasn't viable. He just wasn't. And then the people that were trying to, like, gain more support, they were going to try to get Yang people. I'm like, Yang supporters Yang are never. Are not going to go to Biden. Never, ever going to go to Biden. I think they would go to anyone else but Biden. They wouldn't go to Klobuchar either. I think they would probably go with um, Bernie, Tulsi, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Warren, maybe Mayor Pete. Maybe. Oh. That would be the fourth choice. But they're not going for Joe Biden or Amy Klobuchar. They're just not. Oh. You don't make the choice to support Andrew Yang and then go that way. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So... We're, we're as I as of now. And after this thrill, we have the uh, Trump State of the Union. So this awful. is our State of the Union show. Well, it's the pre-State of the Union. The pre-State of the Union. Some people are protesting. I heard AOC is not going. Now the real obscenities. Oh, he's going to be pounding his chest. Yeah, he's going to be up there like King Kong on the cliff in Skull Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, you know. See, he... they couldn't get me again. Ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he's going to talk about how great everything is. Yeah, how wonderful. Right. Everything is great. Anyway, so that's tonight at 9? Nine. 9 o'clock. Okay, well, this well we're going to be on after the State of the Union. And then may who knows what uh, who they, the Democrats are going to dig up for the... Oh, the, the response. response. I don't know who's doing the response. I haven't... I'm, I've been so um, involved with this caucus thing that I haven't even had a chance to see who's doing the response, but I forced myself to watch the State of the Union. I watch all of them, no matter who's president. This is like torture, though, listening to him. Hopefully he makes it short. Maybe he's getting no, he sick of it by now. He never will. Maybe he's sick of it. Oh, no, who's no. going to be in the audience and all that? Like, they bring, they parade these people. You know, they force people to come and they clap. Yeah, who are you they going to dig up? I don't know who they're going to dig up this time. They'll bring some military people, you know. You know, Melania will be there. They'll talk about what she's wearing. You know, all important stuff. Meanwhile, we still don't have health care. People are in student debt. The planet's melting. People don't have enough money for an emergency that's $400. Like, all of that's still going on. But he has the nerve to put it as rallies, promises made, promises kept. To who? The donors? The dummies. Yes. Too. The donors, yes. Us, the dummies. Well, the dummies, no, because they didn't get the tax cuts. They got look nothing. The way, look at the way his supporters left Wildwood, New Jersey. Yeah, that's really sad. That's bad. That was Oscar Madison's bedroom on a great scale. Yeah, that was really <laughs> disgraceful. Really sad. It, it's really pathetic. Well, folks, I think we told you the last time we talked to you that this was going to be a wild ride, and we haven't even this. We just we just got through the first gate. This is nothing. I'm scared about Super Tuesday. Who called it, baby? We both did. But didn't I tell you right off the bat they're going to start? Of course they are. They're not subtle at all. Neither side is subtle anymore. They're very outspoken about how they are. How people don't see that, I don't know. I just don't know. 
Anyway, um, I'm out of voice. <laughs> so that's our show. And uh, we'll be watching the State of the Union. And we will be with you next time. Back to the butt cave, boy wonder. See ya.